The A-List Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the A-List Podcast. Ashrod Blakely, Gary Washburn, and Kwani Lunas, we're here at your service as we continue to wind down and get ready for this NBA season. Kwani, don't, yeah. don't, don't we let these people think that we're going to serve them like some fries and a milkshake? We are. And, and we're we're serving up. At your service. They don't mean you. Come on. Gary's already fed up once again. I think we're here to serve the fans. This is what the fans need, right? Even <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, media day was this past Monday. <laughs> Let's just get into the recap. Actually, before we get into media day, because there is a lot to unpack from it. Specifically, we'll talk about the big blockbuster move that happened the day before media day, which was very timely. Drew Holiday to the Celtics in exchange. Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon. What did you two make of that trade? Were you surprised? Because honestly, I wasn't. <laughs> I don't think anybody was like shocked by it. But it, to me, it just reinforces the fact that Brad ain't F messing around. Brad is all about getting that chip now. He ain't trying to build for the future. It, Brad, the future for Brad is like October 10th, October 15th. He's not thinking long term down the road. He's trying to put a team together that can compete right now. And, you know, getting Drew was just a genius move on the heels of what Milwaukee was able to do when they got Dame Lillard. Because not only do you got a guy that is intimately aware and knowledgeable of that organization, the Milwaukee Bucks, but you got a guy from a positional standpoint is exactly the type of player you're going to need if you have come across the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoff and you got to deal with Dame Lillard. Now, he's not going to lock Dame up. Nobody locks Dame's up, but he can make life difficult for Dame in a way that very few players in the NBA can do. Yeah, I thought it was a good deal. I thought the Celtics needed to go after it. They needed to inquire about Drew Holiday. And I think it was good for Brad Stevens to make that call to Joe Cronin and say, listen, what will it take? And we have the components that you need. Malcolm Brogdon was obviously going to have to be in the trade. Robert Williams, you know, I think it it will hurt down the line in terms of the defensive uh, prowess in the paint, in the front court, uh, rim protection. but how much could you really rely on Robert? And I'm not ripping him or whatever. He's just never been healthy throughout his career. And I think the approach with Robert was you're just kind of waiting for the next strange injury to happen. So for me, I thought it was a good move. I thought he fits perfectly because the whole like, well, Derek White's going to play point guard. I wasn't so sure about that. I'm not saying Derek wouldn't try his best or do a good job, but to hand a championship team to Derek White and be like, he's going to be our point guard first time, really full time. I thought that was a little bit, I had a question about that. Now you plug and play with, with Holly. He is your point guard. He's your Marcus Smart replacement. That makes the smart trade look even better because people were questioning the smart trade, but now you're looking you're like, well, any Celtic fan would say, well, if we can replace Drew Holiday, sorry, Marcus Smart with Drew Holiday, they do it. And that's exactly what happened. So I think they're going to have to find a big out there. Maybe it's, uh, you know, Winyan Gabriel, the Kita kid uh, on the two-way contract. They're going to have to find an energetic big to cause some havoc in the paint. And I think they can replace Robert with that. And they're going to have to be careful with Horford and Porzingis. But I also think it's a great deal. You're the best starting five in the league. A motivated Drew Holiday. Remember, as we all know, Milwaukee, he said he wanted to stay in Milwaukee for the rest of his career, and they trade him two days later for Dame Lillard. He's motivated. Yeah. I'm, not, 
He's not going to be a Dame stopper, but he will be the primary defender on Dame Litter. And he just gives you that defensive presence that I think Marcus, rookie of the year in 2022, sorry, rookie of the year, defensive player of the year in 2022, um, did not have a good defensive year in 2022-23. Now you get a guy who's going to be the head of the snake defensively. He's going to push Jalen to be better defensively. He's going to push Jason to be better defensively. They're um, they're going to focus more on defense this year, and I think so. I think it's a great acquisition. He's still in his prime. It's not like well, he's kind of slipping a little bit. He's coming off an All Star season, Olympic gold medalist. So I think the, the the current guys will have to get you or trying to get used to the new guys coming in, but eventually they will, and I think it's also going to be fine. Yeah. So you mentioned one in Gabriel. I think a fun local note is the fact that his he's from New Hampshire. I know he played in New Hampshire, but. His sister actually played at Boston College women's basketball. So very much. Wow. Yeah. I would know that. Anyway, that being, what do you think he brings to the Celtics roster if he ends up sticking around? What do you you got, Gary? Energetic, six foot nine. Obviously, he's not like a seven footer. um, But energy, because Rob ain't seven feet. So... You don't need to be seven feet. You need to have energy. He can dunk at the rim. He can. He can. He's gonna chase loose balls. He's gonna chase rebounds. He's gonna be active. He's in his. He's young. So I think it's a great uh, move. You know, he's he's raw, right? He ain't he ain't polished. He ain't you know Bob Lanier, you know, in, in the paint in terms of scoring. He ain't Jokic, but this guy will give you energy. And that's all they need. They don't need this polished post player. They need a dude who's gonna go in there, cause havoc, take a charge. So I think it's a great move for them. He was on the market, probably the best center on the market. He had like Bismarck Biombo, and then we could we we could t- we could discuss uh, Dwight Howard or Demarcus Cousins. Oh Celtics- boy, <laughs> it's but the time. Celtics took the Celtics took the best guy to me who was still available and gonna come in for cheap. You know, uh, Christian Wood was already taken. You know, so, so for me. Uh, you know, you could maybe Nerlens Noel. You know, maybe they. I'm sure they probably threw his name out there. Guys from Malden, and but side. yeah, his, and his brother played at BC. <laughs> I know everybody based off of if their sibling played at Boston College. <laughs> yeah, my third them. cousin on my mama's side, yeah. my nephew who played <laughs> at Boston College. Yeah. Sharon, you know your god, you know your god cousin. Those my people. Played, my people. <laughs> your god cousin played in DC. <laughs> we we doing god children now, god family now. Anyway, <laughs> your god cousin played. So they could have went after Nerlens Noel, but I thought Gabriel was the best possible choice. And then don't sleep on the kid from Sacramento, Akita. Now I'm not obviously he's got on a two way contract, but. Those two guys should come into camp like, listen, we got minutes to, to game because Luke Cornett is now kind of your backup center. And I think we all like Luke. He plays hard. He does what he – but he's got no rim protector. He, you know, he can hit a three. He's going to make the pass. He's not really aggressive around the rim. So Keita and Winnie Gabriel should come into camp thinking, you know what, we're we going to take somebody's minutes here. They're open. They're free. Al Horford's not going to play 82 games. Porzingis not gonna play any two games. So who's gonna fill those minutes? Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. 
If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling help line ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, so let's get to the day that everyone wants to talk about. Media Day. official. It's official kickoff, really, of the NBA season. Gary, you were there. What were your biggest takeaways? I'll start with that. Because I had my shenanigans that I was able to pull off. As you probably I saw, saw that. Online. I saw, saw that. It? Yes. I'm going to talk about it, but I'm going to let you do the serious talking first. <laughs> um, honestly, I felt like it was um all over, overall positive day. Like, obviously, last year with the situation with E-May and Brad having to explain all this stuff, it was it was just a mess. It was chaos. This time, there was kind of a collective, like, sigh of relief from the players. And then I think a lot of them felt still trying to grapple with the holiday trade, but I think they understand the league's a business. They're a better team. They have much admiration. And I think it was interesting that Jalen and Jason both kind of admitted it took them a while to get over the Marcus deal. Like they weren't over it and they, they're going to miss him, and he's their brother. And they obviously they party with him at his wedding. And there's a, there's a bond there. That's not going to be not going to, you know, it's going to continue although he's in Memphis, but I also thought the consensus was, Hey, we're ready to win a championship and drew holiday makes us better. Um, and that was it. Jason was kind of like, you know, I know what y'all want to ask me. You want to ask me about Paul and want to ask me about this. Like Jason was kind of over it. I think he had done so many interviews, you know, by the time he got to us. So he was kind of like, all right, what y'all want? Jalen was fine. I think Jalen, you know, said that, he wants to be another you know, development. He wants to be one of the better defenders in the league. He feels like he needs to step his game up. And I think Joe admitted that, hey, I didn't emphasize defense as much last year because I thought everybody should know y'all got to play good defense. But this year, it's going to be more of an emphasis. Scoring is going to be great. This is going to be a good offensive team. But you know what? We need to def- stop teams. And I think that's was a key element. Like, I'm not going to just run it back like last year and hope everybody understands. Like, I'm going to put a defensive emphasis on this team. And obviously with the coaches, Sam Cassell and Charles Lee, that will help. So it was an overall positive day. No real standout. Obviously, Jordan Walsh is a good good young guy, good personality. Good personality. Um, Chris Stapps seems like, seems like a real also, pro. Mm-hmm. So a good locker room. And, and we hate... Obviously, did not get a chance to talk to Drew Holiday. He's in Boston. He's at the facility. But the, the trade is official. But the physicals haven't been done, all completed yet. So um, we'll talk to him this week. So I just think the consensus was, yeah, we're, our feelings are hurt about the Marcus trade. but And we hate to lose Rob. But you know what? 
It's, it's championship time. I think that's what the thing that came out of media day. I definitely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Sorry, sir. No, I was just going to say that the, the person whose voice I really wanted to hear from was Joe Missoula. Uh, because Joe is the one guy that when you talk about going from one year to another and you talk about growing from one year to another, it's easy to look at Jalen Brown working on his left hand. It's easy to see Tatum maybe want to add some weight or or do something on the court. But when you talk about head coaches, it's a little bit hard to discern where their growth is going to come from and, and whether they recognize the need for that growth. And, and it was really good to hear Joe talk about the need to be a, a better defensive team and him to explain why. In his from his perspective, why they weren't as good. Uh, he did what I think a lot of us do is we make assumptions about things based upon how things were in the past. He since he's been with the Celtics on that bench, they've been a really good defensive team. So in his mind, it should be a muscle memory type thing for those guys to be a good defensive team. But the one thing that Joe, you know, I think he understands this, but I don't think he understand. He didn't understand it as well now uh, or then, I should say, as he does now, is that. Every year is a different year. Every team is a different team, even if you bring back the same pieces. The things that you emphasize have to be consistently emphasized. If you want them to be a great defensive team, you can't assume that just because they've been in a system like that, it's just going to automatically happen. And so I, I think for Joe, that's the big takeaway for him, I think, from last year to now. And I think it's going to make him a better coach. I think he's going to understand how to utilize timeouts a little bit better. I thought he got better as the season went on. In that regard, uh, I'm looking for him to be one of, if not be the most improved element on this Celtics team, because if he can step his coaching game up, the talent is there. They're going to be good enough from a talent standpoint to be one of the last teams standing. But can Joe be that difference maker to get them over the hump uh, as a head coach? And so you both bring up really good points that I want to elaborate on. I love the Joe Mazzula point because I think and I know this is they, they're used to the Honestly, it's like the the show and tell of media day of acting right and saying the right things. But I will say it did seem as though Joe Mazzula was a little more relaxed than he was, obviously, than he was last year. Because last year we were on the eve of finding out, you know, that he was going to be the head coach of this team. So I think there was definitely a bigger level of confidence. Obviously, that's the accumulation of this season that he's had so far. But also, even with his answers, the way he spoke, it seemed like he was a little more at ease when it came to talking to the media. He knows that this is going to be a part of the routine now. He even joked about that photo booth picture that he took with Tatum and Brad Stevens. And he was like, I'm still looking into who leaked that photo because I don't like doing anything where it's essentially that he showed, you know, he showed a lot of joy in that picture. He was like, I like the serious ones, but I didn't like the silly ones. So I, I did appreciate seeing him in a different light. And I think that's going to translate very much. So for the players, when it comes to the way that they approach the season, but I think overall, to your point, Gary, just again, comparing to last year's media day, it did seem that like everyone was more at ease. They understand what the goal is. Tatum and Brown, they definitely both mentioned Marcus Smart and how big of a loss that was. But there is this tunnel vision, I think, from everyone that I at least saw, even if they were a newbie, O'Shea Brissett, he was, the way he was talking, he's already ready to tap in and lock in on defense and make sure he can contribute to the team as well. So it was very, it was one of the more refreshing media days, I think, especially comparing it to the way it was just really awkward last year. You could tell this team was like, all right, out with whatever the old is, we're really focused on turning a new leaf and making sure that they can go away with the end goal, which is winning a chip. Well, O'Shea Brissett, that's Gary Washburn's defensive no. MVP. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> he, we know he's going to ball out. 
Yeah. We know, but but think about this for a second. Think about just being like employee number six seven three two five on Monday, and then within days of that, you're running the show. And 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 like you like literally, they just yeah. tapped you on the shoulder and said, "Hey, yeah, what's <laughs> up, boss? You running the show? Here's your clipboard. Here's your whistle. Deuces." And and it's like, okay. I guess this is real now. And so I, he should be more comfortable because he has been through, you know, that baptism by fire uh, that all coaches to some extent go through. But I think it's very fair to say that very few coaches have ever had this type of baptism by fire that Joe Missoula went through last year. Not only are you getting the head coaching job unexpectedly, you're getting the head coaching job unexpectedly of a team that came two wins away from winning a chip the year before. And you, while you were on the coaching staff, you weren't on the front line. You literally were not on the front line. You were second row Joe last year. And so for him, I think it's great that he went through all that because it is going to be to his benefit and his Celtic benefit having gone through all those rapid fire changes because now, you know, he's built up a certain level of comfort and, and ability and knowledge of how to be a head coach that I don't know if he would have had a more traditional path to being a head coach, he would understand and appreciate and frankly be able to deal with and deflect when needed to. Um, I think Joe's going to have a breakout year as a head coach. I, I think he's going to, there's going to be some things we're going to see him do that admit decisions he's going to make that we're going to be like, damn, that's growth. Yeah. He would not have done that last year. Uh, and, and again, part of that is just having gone through this uh, before and, and having, and you know, uh, the elephant in the room, you got more tools to play with. You got more toys. Your talent is better. So you got a greater room to screw things up than you did a year ago when you really weren't sure what the heck you were doing. And now you know what you're doing. You got more talent. It, you know, we're going to be talking about this all season long, but you better win a chip. There's, there is no, there is no, there is no participation trophy rewarded at the end of the season. It will not be good. Try good effort. No, hell no. You win a chip or it's a, it's a disaster. That's simple. This team. These are your hiring goals, they say. They're very aggressive, but when you, everyone looks to you, you're calm. Why? Because you know you don't need a miracle, you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. They streamline hiring with powerful tools that can help you find your match candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Candidates you apply, you invite to apply are three times more likely, likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in the search. Indeed does the hard work for you and they show you candidates whose resume, once again, on Indeed fit the job description immediately after you post so that you can hire faster. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring platform delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. You can start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash A-list. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit right now at indeed.com slash A-list. Once again, indeed.com slash A-list and show the that support that you got from for us by saying you heard this on podcast. Indeed.com slash A-list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed.
Let's move on to the actual shenanigans that happened on Media Day. Oh, boy. Some went this down is my favorite part of the program, y'all. Just All right, which one do you guys want, though? Do you want the one that happened in Miami, or do you want the one that happened in Boston? Which do you want first? You, you're the point guard, Kwani. So do the Rondo thing and then tell us what you want. We'll start with Boston about. and then we'll move to Miami because I would love to hear your opinions on that situation. But yes, a few podcasts ago, I mentioned the viral comment on Instagram about Jalen Brown being Haitian, at least being claimed by Haitians, and Jason Tatum being claimed by the Cape Verdeans, Jason Depina. It's it's so funny. Like, <laughs> It was hard to pitch me even asking that question because I was like, this sounds so ridiculous coming out of my mouth. But either way, I did it. I asked them both about it. Jalen just like giggled the entire question because he's like, like, it wasn't really a question. It was more of me informing them that the streets were talking about them in that way and kind of getting a reaction. And I appreciate it. They indulged. They reacted. Both of them were basically like honored to be accepted by these respective communities. But it was honestly- <laughs> by my jersey, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> But also, I, the thing for me about Media Day is that, yes, we're going to talk basketball, but we have 82 games plus to talk about what's going to go down this season. So that's why people like may look at it like, oh, like you're a journalist. Why aren't you taking this seriously? But of course I take this seriously. I understand what's at stake for the fans, for the players, for the coaches. But I'm also like, you need to see them in that light of who they are, as per, you know, the personality that they have. But also like their fan base talks about these things on a regular basis. So not, why not every once in a while bring something to the players that they may or may not have seen and love, give them a chance to react to it if they want to. So that's why I did that. Just it's, it's, a sli- it's just another slice of life. Um, it, it, show, it shows that, that they are connecting and in and, and, and ways with the fan base that isn't your cookie cutter traditional, boy, he's a really good player. I'm going to go buy his jersey. Uh, <laughs> and and it, it's, this is, re- I mean, this is just how the world works now when, in terms mm-hmm. of fandom. Uh, uh, so they were, I mean, they did the right thing in, in playing along with the game, Kwani. Sure. Uh, I put myself in their shoes for a minute and I absolutely would have played along with the game. And, wow. and I would have probably, I would have probably done some shameless plug for my shoes, a shameless <laughs> plug for my jersey. And, you know, and and I'm like, hey, hey, if you want to see more of this, this number seven, I mean, right. you know, all-star <laughs> boat's going to be coming out in, in a few weeks. So, right. you know. And, and I think a good, yeah, a good note though is in Massachusetts and New England, the Haitian the Haitians are very much prominent here. They're the third largest population here. Massachusetts is the third largest destination for Haitians when they come to the US. Cape Verdeans usually come to New England, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. So like there is a very strong population, yeah. but also the communities are very like, I'm Haitian. I know Haitians are very loyal. So even if it was all jokes, like we were claiming Usher for a good 10 years before someone was like, I don't was know like, why y'all doing that. I remember that. I know. That I'm like, where did y'all get this from? I did, <laughs> that people bought into it. it like, we, I look, didn't get that one. Did I didn't get that one. But I was okay with it. So I just say all that to, to say, like, you. I mean, honestly, it's an annoying example, but the Taylor Swift thing of her dating, or allegedly dating Travis Kelsey, and now his, you know, the first night, his jersey sales went up 400%. And that was solely off of her fan base. So you also never know when it comes to things like basketball. Some people may not like basketball, but you never know what will entice someone to be a fan of you as an individual, as a player, whatever the case may be. So I think I'm, I know that that's something that they probably think about as well. So clearly I was just being an enabler, but also I wanted to ask about it. But let's talk about Jimmy Butler now. <laughs> Gary's like, finally. <laughs> yeah, he's so he has not said a word throughout this entire 
I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Okay. I, I think they probably, considering the expressions, they had no idea. Like they did. Know, I think they did. Jalen had definitely seen it, and someone had told me that he had he had been initially the one who told Tatum when it was going viral like a few weeks ago. Yeah, but I think also they're probably just like, why the hell is she asking this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't blame them. I honestly like I've been in this covering this enough where I'm like, you you gotta like well, it's whatever. Like I don't think they're gonna judge me based off of that question. But I thought it was it was it was entertaining. See? Um and yeah, <laughs> it's media day. You ask them all kinds of strange stuff. You ask yeah. them the fun stuff. They if should you be tree, what kind of tree would you be? <laughs> yeah, not all that right. Christmas tree. I've actually heard somebody from Canada ask that at All Star Weekend. And I can't stand that dude. I know. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Anyway, yeah, anyway. Okay. so uh, I, I thought I think it's cool. Okay, as long I as not, I, I did not blame you for answer, asking that question. That means a lot. Uh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> All right, but what did you think about Jimmy Butler for real? Did y'all see his his laid on Mo look? That's Andre three thousand circa twenty thirteen. Hey, yeah, that's what yes. that was. But meets emo, meets somebody's rich auntie that just got her hair done for church on Sunday. It was like all of the things. <laughs> uh, but also, Jimmy Butler has trolled us the last two media, at least the last two media days of getting a hairstyle that he knows is going to be. In the graphics for the rest of the season, and do we something different this season. <laughs> so now we're gonna see emo Jimmy the entire year. I'm entertained by his shenanigans as well. I can't lie. He is entertaining. Okay, like the whole thing is okay. Here's the thing. Okay, tell break me. it down, brother Gary. This is not. People are talking about um, who are they comparing him to. Who'd you just say? Everybody. There was a but. He said Andre three thousand. Oh no. I saw a bunch of memes. It, no, no, I, no, no, yeah. What do you think? I'm a, I'm a predate you again, Kwani. He looks oh. like he looks like an artist named Jermaine Stewart. Stewart, you don't have to take your clothes off, clothes off to have a good time. Good time. People yep. don't have to take our clothes. Oh, off. Jamal Hill quoted that. Actually, yeah, I didn't get it. Exactly. I didn't get it. Okay, I get it now. Okay, you got okay. that was like from '86, so you got to look. Oh my better. gosh, basically, it is basically. Basically, it, people. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna break it down to you, Kwani. So in the break mid, down. There, there was this campaign about you know like you don't have to uh, always you know like sex is not always the answer for teenage. They were trying to calm down teenage yeah. pregnancy. So remember Janet Jackson. If you haven't heard the whole Control album, please yeah. listen. She mm-hmm. did. Let's wait a while. Mm-hmm. That was like a message. Like let's not do it. Remember she's. Yeah. In the album, she's supposed to be like 18 or 19 and her boyfriend and like, you know, she did. And then she did a dang sequel when it was called Someday is Tonight, which was like a few years later. Mm-hmm. But she did Let's Wait a While, which was like, oh, Janet, you know, say don't, you know, abstain. It's great. So mm-hmm. Jermaine Stewart took it a step further and did a song called We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off to have a good time. It was kind of like you don't always have to be doing the wild thing, the nasty so it was a cool song, but he had the mad perm. If you, if, I see it. You see I, it? It, look, it looks accurate. Do you, were they paid to make those to like you like the P? Was there a you know like the ad? No, they weren't like pay, I think he might have gotten okay. awards. It was like you know, okay. but he had a song and it was a hit. Yeah, and it was called "We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off." 
If y'all are and listening, it, definitely Google it because I yeah. once you see the first picture, you born if you born, see, if you're born in the 90s or 2000, you do not know this song. They don't play it much, but it was a hit. It was a pretty big hit for Jermaine Stewart. And you didn't need to bring it back, honestly. And, and honestly, and I know that like the current folks think all this like brothers with perms and all that was is brand new, and all these dudes look like if you if y'all young folks want to go back to the 80s, Jerry Curl, look at how folks was rocking in. The the barge, we we can talk about boy George, like George per, George Michael with the perm and the any like we that perm is not new perm and, and it was not new. So Jimmy, the whole Andre three thousand thing is funny, but no no it predates Andre three thousand. Yeah. You know you could say you could say Snoop at the Source Award when he's permed oh, up yeah, at the Source yeah, Awards yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. But I I the first thing I thought of because he it was straight was Jermaine. Yeah. Jermaine had the straight perm. It was straight. Like, boom, made a statement. It was like a cliff. <laughs> so Jermaine had a straight perm. So when I thought, I was like, that's Jermaine Stewart. So when I read Jamel's thing, I'm like, yep, she knows what I'm talking about. The 70s, our, seven, our 70s folks know what we're talking about because mm, okay. we were live when that song. And you folks listen to the song. It's a kind of a cool song. <laughs> and he was, you know, he was a... Uh, you know, and then everybody was trying to do like everybody was doing the Michael Jackson and Prince thing. That was, you know, remember yeah. Michael Jackson and Prince were running things. So you had it was like everybody now trying to be like, you know, Cardi B and all those like, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, yeah. copycats. Everybody yeah. back then was trying to look like Prince or Michael Jackson because that was the look like Prince is mm-hmm. perm and, yeah. and Mike was look, you know, I'm saying that was it. So Jermaine Stewart. You know, God bless him. He passed away, but you know, I'm sure he would get much appreciation if he was still alive for that perm. Yeah. But that's what Jimmy looked like. So it brought memories to me about that. So that's that's my story for today. There we go. Hood history with Gary Washburn. We love yeah, that exactly, Wani. Before you were born, so <laughs> we should take a drink because because nobody he, if you you got to be over forty to remember. We don't have to, at least over forty. To remember, we don't have to take our clothes off. Hmm. Well, the, it is perfect because the final question on our rundown today was, and you gave us the perfect history, which do you prefer, <laughs> Jimmy Butler's hair or Derek White with no hair? I actually really like Derek White's new look. Got to Go say ahead, Sharad. I'm with Derek White. I've yeah. been with Derek White. It looks good. He got rid of the mad scientists, mm-hmm. you know. And and my my, my big thing with Derek is, Welcome, welcome. He was trying to, to convert team. somebody to the <laughs> welcome to the team. Listen, some of these athletes try to hold into that rope a little too long. LeBron, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell y'all a story. I'm gonna t- I got a little history for y'all. Ooh. Now, as you know, me and Chauncey Billups are cool. That's my dude, right? That's yeah. When I was when when I was making that transition, Rip Hamilton used to clown me and Chauncey all the time, and we used to tell Rip like Rip. Watch what you're saying, because at some point that runway gonna start. You're gonna get you're gonna get the runway. You're gonna get the get the black man runway. Mm-hmm. And when it started happening, Rip was like, "Damn, snip, 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 snip." It's all gone. Like welcome to the club. So Derek, so Derek White simply is just another member of the of the beautiful ball black man club. Welcome. We stand. Gary, we waiting for you, Gary. You fight, but man. it's all right. No, it's coming. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll just keep it short. One day. We'll wait. One day. We going nowhere. Uh, I don't know. I don't I feel, have we ain't going nowhere. I, I feel. I feel like 
unless it's egregious, anybody should fight for their right to keep their hair. I have no problem with what LeBron does. I have no problem. Let that man do what he does. Just do. don't do what Carlos Boozer did when he had yeah, like the don't do the slip. stuff when dripping down your face and all that. Like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. So I wasn't as hard on Derek White as as others. I think it's a good look for him. I'm sure it's probably you know to 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 kind of see what he looked like. You know, not everybody. I mean. Let's be honest, like not everybody has a great looking head. No, for sure. Not everyone can rock the ball. Like, so so some people keep their hair and they and they're and they're saving themselves and they're saving you from having to look at their head. Right. <laughs> so not everybody, Sharad, like has a perfectly bald head, all yeah. perfect shaped. And yeah. it's like, no, no, not everybody okay. has that. Yeah, Sharad. Not everybody. So stop it with the you come on home, man. All these. All the fools who say that are the ones with the perfect ass heads. Like not everybody has a perfect head. So that's the thing. You like, he's like, I remember how I, I, I know my head. I know how it looks with no hair. So I have no problem with what Derek did and what Derek's doing. Right. And I have no problem with LeBron. And like, I have no problem. I'm not, I'm not the hair judge. Each their own. I love Each that. Each their own. I love it. And whatever you do. <laughs> Or whatever we'd all, you know, but I say, Sharad, it's always the brothers with the perfectly shaped heads that are like, oh yeah, what's wrong with you? Come on, you know, yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't know how some of these brothers. You see some of these dudes are dense in their hair and all that. They don't want to, you know. I mean, it's true. It's sad. It's like you don't want to see all that. And they don't want you to see all that. You know, like you know, so. So let let Derek do. I'm I'm happy for Derek. I was not hard on Derek or whatever. I know NBA and TNT and Shaq and Barkley. Yeah, were people have jokes to make you know. I think that's what probably started when mm-hmm. they were laughing at him. Um, you know, you'll never find a hair like like mine and all that. Like Shaq <laughs> is terrible, but Herb. You know, Herb. I had no problem with Derek's new look. I had no problem really with his old look. Mm-hmm. And I said the same with Braun. Let that man. Do what he want with his hair. He ain't bothering nobody. I, I'm more offended by Jimmy's perm. Now, if he played an NBA game with a perm yeah. like that, then that's ain't gonna happen. Because that leave out gonna sweat. No, he came to practice. He came Bro. to practice. He came to practice today. Braided up. He he was like, okay, I was messing with y'all. Right. First day of he practice today, year. he looked like normal Jimmy. He braided it up. He he went to his hook. He went to his people's last night. Ooh. Yeah. So that's all I got. Well, this is why this podcast exists because we talk about everything that you never thought you'd hear on a podcast because it's important. That being said, <laughs> I think that's enough for this week's episode of the A-List podcast. Make sure you share this episode with a friend. This was, I think this was one of our more entertaining ones. So send it to a friend that's really excited about the Celtic season of uh, being very, very, very close by. And we'll be back next week as usual. For Ashrod Blakely and Gary Washburn, I'm Kwani Lunis. This is A-List Podcast. New FanDuel customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube at YouTube TV. Ever wish you could navigate the betting field with the confidence of a pro? Enter Odds Are. They're not a sports book, but they're the sports betting advisor you always needed. It's like having a playbook for smarter bets right in your pocket. 
I've been absolutely loving the experience, and I think you will too. Especially since Celtics All Access listeners get a 30-day free trial. Elevate your game day and join the smart betting revolution. Go get it at oddsr.com slash Celtics. That's oddsr.com slash Celtics.